Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the lunch line. We're back in the line, but there's only two of us here on board right now. Myself and Jake. JT is MIA, missing in action, may have gone AWOL. We'll have to find out next week, hopefully. Jake's a little concerned. We're all concerned here. Jake, how are you doing, though, since we have you here? I mean, me, I'm, I'm feeling great. Uh, unfortunately, I feel like this is a this is a constant trend that's happening in the juice box world. For all of for all of you that have listened to hits and picks, you know that uh, Melvin, we had to send him to rehab, um, you know, real, real big troubles. He's been at rehab. We had to send Brady to rehab for a week. There's just, a, you know, a lot of a lot of crazy things going around. And we're just worried about JT. We're, we're just we hope he's well. Um we hope he's doing fine, and you know we can't wait to reconvene with him next week if the opportunity prevents it or uh, yeah makes itself happen. Whatever the word is, presents presents itself. Presents himself. Well, we're thinking of JT big time here. Now, since it's just us two, we had a little bit of a little debate. We were talking just you know two minutes ago before we fired up here in the line here as we got called to go eat. You know, you want to you want to refresh what what we just were speaking about, Jake? Yeah, so it, it's good to see uh, all the Mountaineer Nation is attacking the NCAA, rightfully so. Um, our guy Raekwon Battle, um, he's a transfer from Montana State, really talented kid. Uh, grew up, I believe, on the Tulip uh, Reservation in Washington. Became real fond of the university from speaking with Coach E. Uh, Coach E also grew up on a reservation. And really, really the big story here is that, you know, Raekwon is just wanting to play basketball. There's no rhyme or reason why the NCA keeps denying his waiver. Um, he posted a video today, I believe, at noon. Right now, I think it's around 7.20, 7.30. The video already has over a million views on Twitter. Um, there's a lot of, a lot of people chiming in, shout out Jay Billis. Um, really it was just a video, you know, explaining his story, explaining why he came to West Virginia, explaining why he needs basketball in his life. Um, and you know, I, I personally think it's, it's an insane thing how an entity like the NCA, like for example, they just approved a waiver for, uh, a uh, student athlete who's been to uh, three schools as well. Um, they just pick and choose who they want to let play. And I, I'm happy to see Mountaineer Nation rallying behind behind this young man. Um, you know, obviously he's a he's a great talent, but really, you know, this is more more than talent. It, you know, more than sports. It's something that I've, I've actually helps him clear his mind. Um, you know, he's been through a lot of adversity and he was very open about it in the video and, you know, we're here rooting for him. We're hoping the NCAA does the right thing. You know, that's all we can hope for. I mean, when it comes down to it, these are kids, let the kids play. And like you were saying, it's bigger than a game right now for this young man. On the other hand, how about you just let him fucking play sports? It's crazy. It's not like it's going to hurt the NCAA in terms of money. So why don't you just let the goddamn kid play? I I agree. And and what's what, what's even what's even like more confusing here is there's no there there genuinely is no rhyme or reason who they pick and choose. I mean, they say like, oh yeah, this person met this, this person met that. They literally just pick and choose who they decide to play. It, it, it's a group of, you know. Call it what it is. Probably old whites sitting in the, sitting in the penthouse upstairs in their chairs, just deciding. They're probably sipping a little whiskey, going through. They pick who plays, pick who doesn't, and all they have to do is they get to hide behind the committee. Really, to me, um, things should have to be transparent. If you don't let a kid play, you should have to give a detailed reason to the to the kid, to the school, and if they chose to share that with fans, that's you know that's up to them. But it's it it's actually it's an insane thing that a group of individuals can decide if a if a young gentleman or young woman is allowed to play a sport or not when they followed the rules and followed the criteria to switch schools will never make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. I mean, it you know we're not going to be the first one to say it, but the NCAA is uh, a big fucking hypocrite when it comes down to a lot of things like that. You know, 
Turning on, we can just pile on the NCAA. We were talking about a little last week. Florida State gets uh, snubbed from the playoff contention after winning all their games. One of the only technically four teams to do it in NCAA football, three in big uh, power five conferences. And they're the only ones left off after being fourth place last week. Now we're fifth place this week. Yeah, you were you, you honestly I'm going to I'm going to give you this one first because you you were really vocal on talking about Florida State and I actually want to hear your thoughts on the matter. So, I mean, I understand that, you know, Alabama and Texas are more popular and have bigger markets than Florida State when it comes to football. We're all not idiots. But at the same time, I don't understand how you can punish a team that is winning every single football game. They were fourth last week. Now, all of a sudden, Georgia loses. They're in fifth. Shouldn't they go up? Am I insane? Like, it, it makes no sense. It makes no sense why Florida State would get kicked out other than, yeah, it's a popularity vote. We understand. But that almost makes winning irrelevant when it comes down to it. It's, it's a very bad precedent. I saw a lot of people going off and being like, I'm, I don't understand how you can take an undefeated team in a Power 5 conference that win all their games out regardless if they've if they're healthy or not like what does it matter like any reasoning any reasoning jake can you think of i mean so last week um i think jt was in the same camp as me i think both of us and if i didn't say this this is how i feel florida state being undefeated they definitely should should be in i period there's no question you know, there's no, there's nothing that I can say that would strike a case for them not to be in. Yes, the quarterbacks hurt. Um, you know, what it is what it is. Yes, they're in a, a weaker ACC. There's no argument to me on why they should not have been in. We can give reasons why they weren't in, which is what the quarterback you know, the, the weak conference, whatever it may be. But let's let's call it what it is. Let's just get it out there. Let's call it what it is. The reason Florida State did not make it is because the money machine was not going to allow a non-SEC team in the playoffs. That's all it is. That's all it comes down to. It sucks. It sucks. But that's, that is business, dog. That is the entity, the money-making machine. Now, yeah, you could sit back and say, hey, Jake, Texas is going to be in the SEC next year. Why wasn't Florida State just three and Texas was four? Wouldn't the SEC be happy then? The answer is no, because they're still in the Big 12, and the Big 12 is going to get any money that Texas gets from this, not the SEC. That's next year. Do I think... That Florida State got robbed of not being in the playoff. Yes. Do I think the playoff is better without them in it? With the quality of teams that are about to play each other? Absolutely. It would have been great to see Florida State play Michigan. And truthfully, that probably would have been their best draw, period, in the first round. Me? I think Michigan's going to get their fucking doors blown off against Bama. I, I, me, I mean, again, I'm not a Big Ten guy. I don't watch Big Ten ball weekly. I could be wrong here, but every time I've watched Michigan, they've never impressed me. They're a great running team. It's hypocritical of me to say because WVU's a great running team and Denver's a great running team, but I, I, I just I don't see the Michigan hype. Um, they have a great defense. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, they can put points up. After watching Michigan and Iowa and then Bama and Georgia, I tell you what, brother, I, I yeah, it's not looking bright. But back to Florida State. I think they got robbed, yes. Do I think it made the playoff better? Unfortunately, yes. And that's my opinion. Now, it. Do you think if Florida State's quarterback's fully healthy, they get in? A thousand and ten percent. So it's based on the injury. A thousand and ten percent, I do on believe. The injury. Now, some are making the argument that without, with through all the resiliency, the fact that Florida State continues to find ways to win, 
also merit how good of a full team this is, where they stopped Louisville, which is a top 20 offense. What, didn't let them score a touchdown, right, all game? Louisville lost to Pitt. Who am I thinking of? No, no, you're right. Oh, yeah. You're right. I'm just stating that Louisville lost to Pitt. Yeah, Pitt, but I Pitt mean, won Alabama, three games this year. Alabama was one, you know, hail four Mary away, 40 yard Mary away from, you know, losing to Auburn, who was six and six this year. You know what I mean? So we can go, I we agree. can, we can talk but wins and losses all year long. Yeah. But yeah. But so going back to now, Florida State's on their third string quarterback, I believe it was the first year ever they had the college football playoff was 2014. Correct. This is also the same exact year where TCU was four going into the last weekend. They blow out their team. Ohio State blows out their team. Ohio State jumps from five to four. TCU gets kicked out. Correct. Do you know who the quarterback on that Ohio State team was? Yes, it was a third string Cardell Jones, but the difference is, is Ohio State won 59 to nothing, not 16 to three. You know, I, I would like to quote here now, you know, one of our all-time favorite franchises played by none other than Vin Diesel. Winning is winning. I agree. And it doesn't matter if you win by a half inch or a mile. It doesn't matter if you win by a touchdown or 40 points, as we saw, you know? So that's my case. I don't understand how you can do that to those kids. It, it, and, and I think part of the argument, I think I saw Casey from Barstool tweeted that, like, it makes winning irrelevant. Like, it doesn't matter how many games you win, because at the end of the day, if shenanigans can happen and they'll just, they can just take anyone they want. And, you know, it just proves that the NCAA is just, you know, hypocrites. As per I, I agree. I, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I'll be so honest here. I, I don't think them winning every game is irrelevant. I also think we actually really need to think about this in, in true fashion here. They played an entire ACC schedule and they played two SEC teams in the non-conference. Any other school, that's you know pretty much good enough if you went out to get in. Here's the problem. If we're talking about a full body of work, a full body of work here, Michigan didn't lose. They beat Ohio State and Penn State ranked teams. Yep. Washington didn't lose. They ran the gauntlet. I mean, they beat Oregon twice. Yeah. Um, USC airs a lot of good Pac-12 uh, teams. USC, USC, Utah. I mean, they play, yeah. they play good teams. Play good teams. Number three, Texas. They lost one game to Oklahoma in the last minute in the Red River rivalry shootout, whatever the hell you want to call it, showdown, whatever it is now. I think Oklahoma finished 12th or 13th but they beat Alabama. Yep. You have Alabama with one loss to Texas. It was like the first game of the season too, right? Uh, I think it was third, second or third. I think it was yeah, the yeah. third week. Um, you have Florida state. They're undefeated. They struggled against ACC schools. They beat LSU. Great win. Sadly, LSU lost three games. They beat Florida. That was a good win at the time. I don't even know if Florida's bowl eligible. They struggled, dude. They struggled in the ACC. Like, and again, I'm not discounting all of their all of their wins. I think if their quarterback's healthy, you know, they're definitely in. But I also think there is something to be said: is nobody wants to watch a game like Michigan and TCU last year in the first round. Nobody wants to watch a game that way. And yeah, the other side of the argument is Jake. This could have been a game for the ages. It could have been an upset for the ages. You're right. You know, people are right that say that out there. But the problem is, is most likely it's not going to be that way. I, I mean, Florida State's offense couldn't do shit. And like, yeah, Louisville was ranked decently high. They lost to Pitt. Pitt sucks. Like they suck. And I'm pretty sure they lost to Pitt at home or something crazy. Like. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I I think, you know, we were one year too late of jumping to 12 schools. You're not, for me, there's not going to be an argument of, of 12, 13, or 14. There's a significant jump in those rankings. Everyone's like, we're going to have this again next year. No, you're not, dude. Like, you're, you're not. Like, that far out, 
like, yeah. I, I bet know. they will. I bet they will. They're going to argue it should be 16, and then it's going to be well, 24, and then it's going to be 32, then 60. It's gonna, they're going to play five regular season games and then just do a tournament. People will argue it, but the reality of it is, is if you look at the rankings, five to four, six to four is much closer always than 12 to 13, 12 to 14. And yeah, you know, next year people will complain, but you got to complain, man. That's business, baby. That's page views that drives volume. It is what it is. Yeah. Um, Just last circle comment back. You said you didn't want to see Michigan TCU uh, from last year. TCU won. TCU won. They let TCU in undefeated and they beat Michigan. I I know that's, that's the thing. I think Michigan would like, and no, I'm I'm not talking like rankings and stuff. I'm just talking about game in general. Like I honestly think Michigan would have rolled through Florida State. Yeah. Eh, I mean, you know Could what? Be wrong. The NCAA made sure we'll never know. But hey, listen, listen. If Florida State's so good, if Florida State's so good and 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 deserved in, let's see how you do against Georgia. Let's see how you do against Georgia. I mean, they would have they would have probably most likely been in. Honestly, they're the reason why you're not in. So let's see how you play against Georgia. You know, yeah. maybe maybe we'll see if we made a mistake or not. Yeah, I don't know. The true national championship coming up uh, for whatever that ball is. Yeah, you're right. Duke's Mail Bill, WVU versus North Carolina, <laughs> Wednesday the 27th at 5.30. Yeah. Charlotte's going to be hopping. Rumor has it. 75% of ticket sales are for the old golden blue. Let's ride, baby. Neil Brown is back. The Jimbo Fisher talk is gone with me. I'm all in. We're trusting the fucking climb again, dog. Let's go. Trust the climb. Are you uh you and JT going out of the game? No. Unfortunately, Wednesday, Wednesday at 5:30. I mean, that's kind of oh. tough. Yeah, I mean even but luckily I took I already had Thursday off, so that'll probably be one where like gets on work, cracker. Crack one and you know have a good day. It'll yeah, be cool. nice. What uh is JT going down? I know he's he's got to be closer, right? I assume. Yeah, so he he's actually I think he's coming back here for like two weeks. So I, oh, I think nice. he's coming back maybe on like the twenty second, twenty first, something like that. And his plan is to stay till after New Year. So hopefully that happens. That'll be sick. Nice. I'll be in. Uh, I think. 25th, 26th, maybe 27th too. So hell yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to link up, you know, for sure. We, yeah. I mean, if you're here on the 27th, we can watch the game. Yeah. That'd be sick. That'd be sick. Do you, did you know that, uh, one of the bowls is just in Arizona always? Yeah. Which, which one is, I don't even know which one it is. It's, um, is it the Fiesta? It's the Fiesta Bowl. Yep. The Fiesta Bowl is in State Farm Stadium, which is where the Cardinals play. I didn't even know that. Didn't even realize. Yeah. I've, I've, I honestly don't even know. I can't remember who's in that bowl this year. But yeah, they have it there every year. Um, I think it's oh, it's uh, it's Oregon, Oregon and Liberty. Oregon that's Liberty. An, that's an interesting matchup. I was actually on a plane when they announced all the bowls. So I, I was in Florida this past weekend. Went down to uh, Siesta Key. You know, kicked it with my man Scuba Steve. Um, <laughs> I got sunburned as shit, dog, but it yeah. was really fun. We uh, beached it all day on Saturday. Then we went to some. They had a snowboarding competition at the skate shop. They blew fake snow and set up these ramps and stuff, and it, it was pretty sick. We That's we sick. were, like, worn out, so we only stayed for about an hour, and, like, there were a lot of people there, but it was cool, really cool, yeah. fun weekend. Nice. What, what what you get into? Um, what did I do this past weekend? Uh, is that gone? No. This weekend, I don't even know what I did. I, I think I literally, actually, no, I didn't leave my apartment all weekend. Love that. And the apartment is like, I don't know what, 2,000 square feet? Is that a lot? That seems like a little, right? That's a little amount, right? I don't know. Yeah, or not even 2,000 square feet. 2,000 square feet's a lot. No, 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 no. 1,600 feet, maybe? My house is only like, 800 some square feet. no way i'm pretty sure dude no this is this is the lunch line trying to do math here no way i think i don't know maybe maybe it's like 1300 it might be like 1300 i don't know well i mean just 
I don't know. There's no way your house is only 800 square feet. There's no shot. There's no shot. Dude, well, dude, they, they only count the upstairs in those. It's weird. You don't count downstairs when you do square feet in homes, I believe, which doesn't make sense. But I've been in your, your house. It, I feel like it definitely has more square feet than, like, my apartment, like, my room, my roommate's room, and, like, our living area. You know what I mean? Just like, – Think about upstairs, though. You can't be biased to the downstairs. No, I know, but you got like the bedroom. You got you got the multiple bedrooms and the kitchen, the living room. I mean, you got stripper space. pole. Yeah, I wanted. Yeah, I didn't want to. Okay, yeah, breaking news: stripper pole. <laughs> um, <laughs> but so, anyways, I didn't leave my. I don't. I really didn't leave my bedroom, and I think I ordered wings every day, and I just watched football and I played League of Legends, and so. You're telling me you had the greatest weekend of all time is what you're actually saying. It was a pretty solid weekend. Pretty solid weekend. I think I gained five pounds, no exercising, just straight tearing my back up, leaning forward, open mouth gaming, and just losing a bunch of League of Legends games as I watched football. So yeah, it was, it was an experience for sure. So that's going well. Um, I, uh, we're in the middle of softball. Well, and by the middle, we're on the tail end. We play tonight. And we're top four, but we're on the loser side. So we literally are playing every night until we lose. So you ain't losing. Uh, we ain't losing. We're playing the team we beat first round. So hopefully we can just pound them top three. And then we'll have to play pr- probably the team we lost to second round. We'll have to get a little redemption. But. They don't want the smoke, dude. They they dream every night about how lucky they got against the boys. And they don't want to run it back. I promise you. It's like Alabama with one loss. Okay, we're dangerous here. We're dangerous right now. Facts. But uh, that's rampant. That's like cooling off. So that'll be good. Um, and then, yeah, then we'll be done. Then we have like one or two more weeks of work, and we kind of get like a little hiatus break. So that'll be fun. And then my girlfriend, she's coming out on Friday this week. Nice. She works from home someday, so like she's just able to work out here, um, you know, throughout the week, which is awesome. So that'll be a good time. Yeah. And then we'll go. Uh, We'll go there for holidays and then wheeling for a bit and then back to Columbus. So that'd be fun. Nice dude. Yeah. Working from home's goaded. It's, yeah. it, it's top tier when you can, uh, you can finesse like that. But, uh, dude, I bought a new movie, bought a new movie. You're buying movies still. So secretly. Yeah. I buy, I buy movies because I like to have a collection of movies that I own. Like I have a solid digital collection of movies that I love that are very hard to get on streaming services and rarely are on them. Okay. I, w- I thought you were buying DVDs for a second. I'm like, I don't even know if you can get a DVD player anywhere except for eBay. No, dude. No, no. I'm just buying digis, just buying digis, but great, so new, great new flick that came out. It's a new tale. It's called dumb money. Oh, I've seen, I've seen the trailer. It looks good. I tell you what, bud, I've watched it twice in the last two days. There is no, I haven't seen a movie yet that accurately depicts the rich versus normal people living their everyday lives since I've seen dumb money. Incredible flick people that haven't heard it. People that lived under a rock in 2020, we had this thing called a pandemic. And when that happened, a lot of people were home. A lot of people were on the internet. A lot of people didn't know what to do. And this man, Keith Gill, Roaring Kitty, jumps out of nowhere. Wall Street bets, Reddit, all of a sudden, starts talking about GameStop. People start buying GameStop. It's a story about how GameStop almost bankrupt every hedge fund that exists in the United States, solid lineup of actors and actresses. They show three, three different, um, hedge fund guys. Can't remember the dude's name. The guy that plays Kingpin, uh, in the Marvel stuff. He, he's Steve Cohen, who is the owner of the Mets. Seth Rogen plays Gabe Plotkin, who is, um, he was, the whoa, why do I have balloons coming up? Did you see that? So I've been seeing stuff like that. It works on FaceTime too. Like you did a thumbs up and then like yeah. bubble showed up. Yeah, what? Well, 
What's going on? Thumbs up. I don't know if we'll get the video on that, but yeah, you want like this? And like balloons came down? Yeah, I was holding up like this, and a bunch of balloons came. I'm just yeah. Look. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? What uh, the is, heck? This is great for our audio listeners. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> so yeah, a gay block in played by Seth Rogen, and then um, Ken Griffith. Fuck, I always forget the guy's name. It's uh, I mean everybody knows who he is. It's the guy that's in, dude. I uh, this is so bad. Yo, people just have to look up the IDMB. And then there's like five or six normal people. One out of Detroit, played by a known actor. One out of Pittsburgh, played by America Ferrera. Uh, Keith Gill and his brother out of Bo- uh, Brockford or Boston, Massachusetts. One of them. Um, the guy that plays Keith Gill is um, the Riddler in the new Batman movie. And then Pete Davidson plays his brother. And I believe there's one other person. And dude, I, I'm telling you what, man, it is a beautiful movie, bro. Like it's, it's incredible. You know, they start six months before the lead up to it, the charge fascinating movie. And I, I, I give it all my flowers. I think everybody should watch it. It's an accurate depiction of, really what happens in America and how America's a business and how they can turn the game off when they want to. And it also shows that if us normal people stick together, we don't got to rally. We don't got to do anything crazy, but if we stick together, you really can like change the way things work. And now they actually change the way stock, the stock market works. There's like been less like, um, I forget the word. It's not short squeeze, but uh, something else has been, and now they're watching retail traders. So great flick. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Like the cast, it's very reminiscent and very like similar stories to the big short, honestly, you know? So like when I saw the trailer, I'm like, Oh, okay. This reminds me of the big short massive actors. Um, Paul Dano, Shailene, Shailene Woodley, Talia Ryder, Seth Rogen, Pete Davis, America for Sebastian Stan and Nick Offerman. I mean, I mean, how can you go wrong with a cast like that? So I'm excited to watch it. Um, and so you said it's not on any streaming services? No, not yet. It just it just came out to buy and I wasn't waiting. Like that's one of those movies where it's like I want to own it so I can be able to watch it. Dude, the fucking greatest scene, it's even in the trailer. It's just like when Shailene Woody Woodley leans over and she's like, Babe, how much money did we make today? And he's just like five million and she's like how much money did we make yesterday and he's just like four million and then it pans to seth rogan and his wife who's game plucking and his wife they're standing in the kitchen she's like so how much money did we lose today and he's like a billion <laughs> and she's like what about yesterday and he's like a billion it's like oh my gosh tig these guys were well it, it was more so melvin capital more so melvin capital he was losing his ass dude like losing his ass and it it was it's just an insane story because they just show how like they were keeping track of wall street bets like they were very familiar with ruin kitty they were very familiar with everything six months out they just they just didn't realize fucking diamond hands bro they don't they didn't get it they didn't believe they didn't believe in the american people honestly you know what i mean and like what the power of the masses Power of the people. Yeah. So that's that's awesome. So that's cool. I'll have to watch that when that comes out. Dumb money. Where do you keep it all? Do you keep it all on like iTunes and stuff or Apple, Apple TV? Yeah, I buy it all on um, Apple TV. So I'd say, honestly, I've, I've been doing this since like 2016. And very randomly, I'll just buy a movie. Never forget, first one I bought was War Dogs. Like it's movies like that. Like I keep like classic movies that like might be hard to find genres that I love. Like I have um, savages, um, you know, and then I have like end game and Spider-Man and stuff like that. Venom. Um, but yeah, I just have, I have a great, great collection that I like to randomly build on at times because Tiggy nation. We're coming close to these streaming services being way too expensive to keep paying for monthly. Absolutely. Did you see, not only are they expensive, they keep increasing price. Did you see a lot of combining services? I just I saw if, this yesterday. Yeah. So I saw Verizon is helping team up with, I think it was Apple TV and I forget what else. I sent it Par- to my 
Paramount Plus. I think Apple TV and Paramount Plus are going to link up, I think, is what I saw. Yeah, let me ch- I sent it to my family's group chat, and it was, you're saying Paramount? I, I believe. Oh. So that might be coming out. The Verizon is teaming up with Netflix and Max. That's teaming up, but I think you're right. I think across the pond, some other streaming services combining Paramount Plus, which has all the reality TV, CBS, which is incredible, with Apple TV, which Apple TV is fucking sick. I don't think Apple TV gets its flowers enough, but Apple I TV agree. is awesome. Awesome shows, awesome movies, awesome originals, and, you know, I, I know it says the world mostly has Androids, but I don't think that's I think in the U.S., I feel like it's 80% at Apple, at least. I don't think you're wrong. I, I, I don't think you're wrong. I I think right now, not including, like, my grandma and aunt. Yeah. I think I only have one friend right now, shout out Ty, that has an Android that I can think of. Yeah. But, dude, it... Look, just look in the wild. Sometimes scan the wild, and you would be shocked at how many androids you see. I mean, I probably because the thing is, whenever you see like switch carriers or something like that, they give you like five billion free Samsung phones. You know what I mean? Yep. So, like, for a family with a bunch of new users, all of a sudden, you know, like, let's say like you have kids and they're reaching, I don't know when kids get cell phones now, probably like seven, I'm guessing. If okay. that, if that. Dude. I don't know. So probably like when it's like, oh, I have like an eight-year-old, seven-year-old, six-year-old. It's like, well, let's get a line of five phones. And, you know, it's like, I mean, free phone. Who gives a shit what they have? You know what I mean? So, you know, I can see just tons of families getting like all the Samsung deals. But I feel like it's very massive overseas, like in other in other countries where they'll have Android lore. I don't think Apple is as prevalent over there as it is in the U.S. So well, yeah, it's because those nerds use WhatsApp. They don't dude. care about iMessage. They're using WhatsApp. They're using Kick. They're using Facebook Messenger and stuff. Yeah, just text me. What's the matter? What is this? The 1920s, dude? Like, it's called a, it's called an iMessage. Yeah. It's called a text message. Let I'm me downloaded you. your stupid ass app just to talk to you. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Do you are you how often do you use Snapchat? To be quite honest with you, I use Snapchat. Me and JT Snapchat each other every morning. Um, my younger cousins put me in their Snap group with all of their friends. So I'm on there more looking at that. Um, when I'm bored at night, you know, drunk, might send a stupid ass selfie, drinking, you know, smoking, whatever it is. But honest to God, I don't, I don't really use Snapchat that much anymore. Yeah, I really don't. I feel like Snapchat is such a young person's app. You know what I mean? Such a young person's app. Like that's where that's like the kick and the WhatsApp and like, you know, the old school RuneScape forums are, you know what I mean? It's like, you don't, you you don't really want to go into the Snapchat messages and stuff now. Like, I feel like I see videos all the time of guys picking up girls or something like that. It's like, Hey, what's your snap? And it's like, it looks like they're like 27. I keep saying like over and over again. It's driving me crazy as I say it. But it's almost their approximate age, like 25 or 26. And I'm like, I think you're too old to be using Snapchat as like your pickup line. Just ask for their number. Yeah. And what's crazy too is uh, Snapchat just takes the liberty of deleting streaks. Like me and JT were at 170 some. And like, I really was just wanting to get to 200. Like I'm this close from just deleting it. Like I never use it. And then they just fucking took it away from us. Yeah. So now. And I'm not, and then it's like pay 99 cents to restore. You. <laughs> like what? That's crazy to me. So I'm going to keep grinding here for a little more, see where we can get it. But that, that might be a thing of like 2024. Why I say sayonara Snapchat. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. How often, uh, or no, not how often. When did you get your first cell phone? First cell phone was in sixth grade. I had an LG flip phone and this was before there were screens on the front of the phone. So quite, and yeah. for for kids that heard me say that they have no fucking idea what I mean. They're like, oh, they weren't always these great pieces of glass that you carry around. 
No, dude. You used to have to flip them open, flip them closed. It was just a silver phone with a cool little like black swoop thing that said LG. That was my first phone, man. But sixth grade, I was 12 years old and it was only to be used at the time. And all, dude, this is crazy. This was before unlimited texting was a thing. Like I like people for, well, we don't forget, but like people forget texting wasn't like an unlimited thing. Yeah. Texting wasn't unlimited. I think, I think one month I had like 200 messages or something like that. Like it was super low. Just imagine you, you're only limited to 200 messages. And I think that was receive or send out. It was. So you cut it in half. It's like, well, I can have a hundred small conversations or like text basically. Cause I assume they're going to respond you yeah. know? for one month. People are sending that probably within an hour and a half. I agree, dude. And then, then it's, it's, it's even crazy how fast this shit evolved. Like I, you went from a flip phone. Okay. A flip phone in sixth grade with no front screen, another flip phone in seventh grade with the small little screen on it that just said the time and had an emblem. If it was a missed call or text, then went to the Samsung's flip phone, which was trying to compare this to people. Imagine going from, from like a regular game boy to a PSP. Like that's kind of what the colors looked like. The design was, it was like the new Lambo, the new Ferrari. Then all of a sudden we had these phones come out Tiggy nation that weren't flip phones anymore. They were just one, one little thing like this. I remember I had the first, I had the first phone. Actually, let's play a little trivia. Okay. I had the first phone with iTunes on it. What phone was that? First phone with iTunes? Uh, I mean, it has to be Apple, right? I mean, no. Jake's saying no to Apple. So the first phone with iTunes, that you could get iTunes. So I'm going to guess, and I, I'm going to guess it was a BlackBerry because Blackberries had apps. I'm going to guess BlackBerry. The Motorola Sliver. Oh, what? You could get iTunes on that. There were, I had iTunes on the Motorola Sliver. No way. Isn't that crazy? And people people will be like, oh, like what's the Sliver? It was like the Razor's oh, brother. Sick. Razor's brother, but it wasn't a flip phone. Yeah, that's a sick phone. Yeah, I Dude. love that phone. And then trying to think of... Then, then the blackjacks came out. The blackjack was my first phone. Blackjack, I think it was the blackjack two. I had the blackjack two was my first ever phone um, after graduating eighth grade, going into freshman year, and I got a cell phone. Great phone. Fantastic, fantastic phone. It was basically a BlackBerry, but it had all buttons. It didn't have like the rolly wheel thing. And I think it was significantly cheaper too. So I was yep. like, ah, I'll get the blackjack, whatever. It had a couple games on it and stuff. And that was the first phone that I remember. You might've been able to do it on the Samsung sync, which was a flip phone. I can't remember, but that was the first phone. I remember where you could change the color display of it all. Like you, like you could have it like orange or like pink or green. I remember getting this and being like, dude, we're in the year like 3000, right? (laughs) Shout out. Shout out. Like that's insane. Yeah. But I, I mean, you touched on it, dude. The greatest phone ever created truly was the blackjack. Love the blackjack. I, I'm I was sad. I mean, I think most recently, a couple of years ago, I think we talked about it. The BlackBerry went out of extinction. I was like, I can't believe people were actually still using this. Um, it's got to be some. It's got to be like businesses. Because I remember yeah. like you would get like a work phone and be a BlackBerry. You know, like I wouldn't. I I didn't. But I feel like parents had them when we were young. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. Oh my black. Got to get my BlackBerry. They wouldn't go on a cell phone. It was a BlackBerry. Yeah. Dude, and actually, I I even misspoke there. The blackjack was a great phone, but I meant to say the greatest phone was a BlackBerry. Like, I had the BlackBerry curve, dude. That was when times were simple. Times were simple, boys and girls. You texted, you called, you had a full keyboard. Really, same thing with with the blackjack. Just the more BlackBerry was more the. Like in the movie, the cool ass movie that came out called Blackberry last year. I own that as well. That was the phone before the iPhone. 
that it that is the phone that will always be remembered as the middle point between old school phones and the iPhone it was like BlackBerry flirted in the middle and fucking Steve Jobs came along and was like, not today, boys and girls. It's my time to shine. Not today. BlackBerry. That was like, that was a prestige thing too. If you had a BlackBerry, you know what I mean? Like that was, oh, that's like pulling out an Amex platinum out of nowhere. You know, it's like, oh, damn. I like that. I like that. Uh, like that comparison. Yeah. That's crazy. Do you remember everyone, everyone listening is going to remember because like it's all the same age, but you would, I think on my blackjack, there was a button that would send you to the internet. Yes. And it hits the internet and it's like connecting and everyone immediately would have the same reaction in which they're trying to cancel and get off the internet so that they wouldn't get charged for internet because no one had internet. No, instant. I mean, you couldn't instant even do panic. anything on the internet back then. Instant panic mode. Instant. instant panic mode. Yeah, but you're right. Like you couldn't, you couldn't do anything. Like what, what were you getting on the internet for back then? Truly. I was going to, I was going to, uh, oh my God. I was going to ask Jeeves something. Yeah, there it is. There my it gosh. is. Yeah. And for people, honestly, we're not even going to tell people to ask Jeeves yeah. is you look it up. If you want to know, Google up who Jeeves was. That's just fucking comedy. I remember too, there wasn't protection if you traveled. Um, so like if you go overseas and stuff like that, text won't go through if you don't have a plan and stuff. But I remember Connor, my friend Connor, who, you know, obviously um, he was he might have been like traveling to Mexico or something for vacation or something like that. But he was out of the country. And I think I just forgot. And I sent a text to him like it might have been like I want to say something on Twitter, but like something in the news or probably something happened. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like he was like, please don't respond to this text. That last text you said cost me thirty dollars. <laughs> I'm no, home uh... at this day. Text me then. Oh my God, dude. See like, like shit like that. People just don't understand. They don't get it, dude. And, and, and I know this is going to be such an old man thing to say, and it's a complete sidebar, but it's on the same like track here. Kids today don't even really understand the meaning of rolling up the window in a car. Oh, no idea. They have no clue. People are like, oh, rolling up a window. Yeah, that's just putting my finger in and pulling it up. You literally used to have to roll up the window, bro. I mean, I know you remember. We were cranking those things back yeah. in the day. Honestly, too, I wonder if uh, it's it's kind of like safely – it's kind of a safety option in a sense because uh, I think I saw a movie or something like that where if you fall in water like with your car and stuff, half the time you can't – roll the window down you know what i mean like water's getting in there and stuff so you have the rolly thing you can actually crank that window down and stuff so it's kind of a safety feature but nowadays that's not a thing due to you know just accessibility and technology dude are we gonna be the ones that start the revolt to bring back the og window roller downers dude or i wonder if they can make a hybrid where they have two options you know it's it's like that button where it's like, oh, you want to put it in manual and just slide slide the thing to yeah, the right. Dude, dude, but literally I can just envision myself like you, you know, we, we started the charge, we did it for the people. They had to switch all their cars back. The first road trip you're having where you're driving and you're like, I'm like, yeah, god damn it, dude. I shouldn't have fucking did this. You're trying to drive, roll it down, <laughs> take a sip of your drink. It just wouldn't work. That'd be that'd be so funny. I remember too. Have you ever had your window get stuck? Like oh, yeah. frozen. Oh yeah. Something happened. The window, my window here actually got stuck. I literally leasing a brand new car because I thought with the military, it's like, oh, I'm probably leaving in two years. So I'm like, I'll just lease a new car and like, then I can just get out of it with orders if I end up going to you know Korea or Italy or something, you know. So I just did that Antarctica. and I, yeah, Antarctica, you know, Israel, you know, I don't know. But um, Call the window right. wouldn't the the window wouldn't go down. And you're like trying to pull it up and stuff like that. But with the rollies, you can roll that bitch right up. I know, dude. It, it's, uh, that's the fucking worst. That, that happened to me like a couple weeks ago. Can't even remember what I was doing or where I was going. It was early in the morning, started my truck. My windows wouldn't roll down. I was pissed. Yeah. I was pissed. Dude, dude and then I watched a video of a guy. Probably had to be like in like Milwaukee or like Wisconsin, you know, one of those cold ass mid. He looked like a 
oh, good old Midwest boy. You know what I mean? He just goes out there at the dent with the hammer, very, very lightly. He's just like, and it worked. And they like it was just tapping it very lightly to just. I was like, dude, if I'd have fucking did that, I would have just broke. I would have just broke my window. Yeah, it's it's funny how there's different options like that. You see videos from people from Canada. They'll grab a hockey stick and just shoot all the snow off the top and stuff. I remember my dad used to do that um, when we were kids and shit. Like all the snow, because we used to get tons of snow. Now we get zero snow, zero snow. Dude, what was I just what was I just watching? I was just oh, it was some video that my mom showed me. Some like heartwarming like holiday old lady video, whatever. It's great, but. Even the girl says it in there like it does not snow. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. It does not snow in this country everywhere like it used to. No. I mean, growing up, growing up right now in December, there'll be (laughs) snow everywhere as a kid. Snow everywhere. Snow days will be happening. I remember when we were super young, like maybe five or five or four or something like that. The snow was above our heads. Oh, yeah. The snow was literally like four feet tall. And you would have to like, I remember my parents like tunneled out and you could like just walk and there would just be snow, snow pot, like piling on top of you. And you could just walk through like tunnels, basically. Dude, I remember it was fourth grade. Third or fourth grade. I think it was fourth grade. We had two days of school in the whole month of February. <laughs> like literally it's even in the yearbook. Yeah. Like, that, I, and I know that's February, but like still, like I, I remember, I remember white Christmases. I remember snowy ass Christmases, dude. I remember snowy Thanksgivings. Yeah. And you like truly, I don't even feel like we sniff, we sniff a, now, yeah, it'll snow, it'll hit the ground, and it'll it'll melt by the morning. I'm not talking about – we're not talking about that kind of stuff. We're snow. not talking about that. We're talking about the snow that sticks on the ground for weeks and doesn't go anywhere and just keeps piling up. Yeah, we're talking about your Amazon – your Amazon deliveries are getting delayed for months. Like, there's no chance you're getting mail that day. You know what I mean? Like, oh people, people aren't going to work, not just school. People can't get to work. It was insane. I mean, it's it's – crazy nowadays you know maybe it's that damn global warming people keep talking about but i tell you getting zero snow i mean i a couple years ago i went and played tennis with my step cousin and we were wearing shorts and a t-shirt i know dude i mean but listen if they can make it if they can make it rain once a week in abu dhabi we should be able to make it snow here whenever the fuck we want you think you think yeah they just they just rich rich over there dog like they're like trillionaire, like oil money, like haha, America, you poor ass billionaires type money. You poor ass, but you poor ass. We'll we'll, uh, we'll buy all your sports teams for you. Yeah, we'll <laughs> we'll just you know what you don't you don't want to let us be a part of them. We'll just buy them. Yeah. Okay. Spe- yes. Speaking of oil money, speaking of oil, it's my. All right, I'm there. Sorry, I think my thing went mute. Speaking of oil money, uh, golfer John Rom, who's like one of the top golfers, is I don't know if he accepted it or like he's being very heavily persuaded to go to the Live Tour. One of the greatest quotes of all time. He's just like he's like I can go to Live and make six hundred million dollars, or I can stay here and play in the fucking John Deere Classic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did he officially say he's going over? Uh, I I don't as of yet. I don't. I haven't seen anything, but like. I don't think there's a downfall on doing it now since the live and the PGA are like kind of together. So like, yeah. who cares at this point? Go, go get your bag, John. Who cares? And I, I don't, I don't think who cares anyway. You know what I mean? Like there's so many things to care about, but for someone getting a massive payday, I don't know how that affects your life at all. Who cares? You're not oh, going to see, you're not going to see John Rahm in the 20 other golf tournaments on you know, CBS at one o'clock on Sunday when everyone's watching football anyway, who gives a fuck? Dude, it, it's in, you know what? Like, I just hate hypocritical ass people too. Because like, nobody's perfect. They're like, oh, you're going to take that blood money for what they do over there. You're going to take, it's like, dude, we nuked a country. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? We blew, we blew Hemashima to smithereens, dude. 
like it, like that. We're we're not, the point I'm trying to make is like we're not all perfect. Like six hundred million dollars is six hundred million dollars, dude. Yeah. If so if if Saudi Arabia wants to call right now and buy the lunch line, we're selling and we're going. We're selling. We'll go right over there. There's no questions asked. There's zero questions asked. The only question asked is going to be, what color ink does the pen have to be, and where do I sign? That's it. That's it. That's a quote and a half. I love that. So, Saudi, you heard it. The lines are open. The lines are open. We're happy to negotiate, and it's going to be quick and painless. Yeah. Unlike your culture, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Got him. Got him. There we go. Oh, man. No, I tell you, I time flew. I know. I'm trying to. I'm, honestly, I. Yeah, honestly, dude, it's been a time. It's, it's honestly been, been a time. It's been a time. It feels so good to say it's been a time. I feel like I've never said it's been a time. You go ahead, say it, say it, say it. But, well, guys, it's been a time. You know, so yeah. uh, you know, it's been an, an incredible lunch line. You know, Judy Cheese is about to throw some, you know, some grilled cheeses on her plate. Cheese. Right now, some Judy Cheese. So that's good. Speaking of, I guess we can quick round up football. Quick NFL talk. Uh, the Steelers still stink, and Kenny's hurt. So Mitch Trubisky's out there wheeling and dealing. So you know, I think it's Mitch, Mitch's time to shine. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, just an update on the Broncos. Hand up. Didn't really get to watch the game. They fucked me. They switched it from a 425 to a one. Was in the air. I got to watch the last. Two minutes. Uh, when I got off the plane, they were getting smoked. When I got to the truck, they were they had a chance to win. Um, snapped a five game win streak. Still sitting at six and six. A um, lot of teams that I needed to lose lost. No shade. I just needed you guys to lose too. And it really did hurt though. That could have been a massive game for us because the Packers beat the Chiefs and that would have put us one game out. Um, but hey, AFC right now is. So wide open, so fun. Um, I, I believe, I think the best records in the AFC right now are like nine and three, eight and four. And then like the wild cards are seven and five and the next one's out are six and six. That's like a two to three game swap. I think five games left in the season. It's going to be a wild, wild ending race. I can't wait. Yep. So things are heating up. Go AFC, you know, very exciting right. times. Um, I don't know if they're in the AFC or the NFC, but RIP to the Jacksonville Jaguars due to their quarterback um, getting hurt. Trevor AFC, shout out AFC. Trevor Lawrence got hurt. So that unfortunately is going to take um, the Jacksonville Jaguars out of playoff contention, not because the record's bad, but because they're starting quarterbacks hurt. And that's what football committees do. So on that note, on that note, are you fucking Florida State fans complaining? Nobody was complaining in 1993. When they jumped the undefeated West Virginia Mountaineers, a one-loss Florida State team jumped an undefeated West Virginia team to play in the national championship. Karma's a bitch. You get what you get, my boy. There we go. And uh, (laughs) that was Jake. I'm Tiggy. And we wish JT the best. And hopefully he comes back next week. If not, someone will be here and we'll be in line ready to eat it up.